podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Each episode, we will speak to a new guest, get to know them and hear their stories about Liverpool Football Club. Hi everyone and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Today I'm joined by Jack Talbot and he's going to give us some insight into the Jude Bellingham news. Morning Jack, how are you? Hello there, yes, I'm alright in the wake of the Bellingham news. All good, how are you doing as a Liverpool fan? I was great last night when the first news came out um, regarding Jude and then it literally got shut down within the hour. So from a Liverpool fan's perspective, I'm very down about it, but I'm also optimistic that something might still happen. So what do you think on this? Um, It was bizarre, wasn't it? I think there was a point Mm. last night for like, like an hour window where it seemed as likely as it's ever been. And then uh, an hour later, you had every single reporter um, who covers Liverpool extensively uh, basically say that uh, they're not going to go for him, they're not going to make a bid or an offer, um, they're going to move on to other targets. Um, you ask about, like, do you think that there's a possibility? Um, I feel that fans are quite shrewd and uh, they know about PR and how um, clubs can use journalists sometimes to manipulate the situation a bit and maybe to bring the price down that's been talked about. Um, my, my feeling is that um, if FSG was to do that or whoever, I feel they wouldn't probably wouldn't utilize like every single reporter, Paul Joyce, Dominic King, all of them, all of the sort of top tier ones you got um, to do that. Um, I haven't read the reports extensively other than what was aggregated by certain accounts. Um, but it seems that if I don't know within that copy, if it's something like, there's a door open there if the price comes down and there's a deal to be done. I'm not sure. But yeah, my, my general feeling is that I don't think that they'd be looking to brief that to that many top reporters just to use them because I don't think the reporters would be happy if in a month's time they, they bid for him and they get him kind of thing. They'd be kind of be seen as being used. But um, that's just from now, you know, a lot can change, I suppose. But yeah. Yeah, so obviously everyone in Liverpool seems to jump on the Paul Joyce bandwagon because his news seems to be the big news every time it happens. Um, and when he came out and immediately shot it down, it was like a kick in the teeth because we trusted him, obviously, so many times before. Um, this has happened previously with Alison Becker, and it's also happened with Thiago that the media shot it down, Paul Joyce being one of them, which we thought was a very reliable source. Um, do you think this is different then? Well, I did. I didn't know about the Allison and Tiago stuff. If it's mm-hmm. if it's got a past history, then yeah, I mean, it, possibly it could be something like that. I feel, but no, like, I think you know, I don't know how isolated Paul. If it was just Paul Joyce shooting it down, like maybe it was done like that. But the fact it was used, they've used so many um, to do it. I think it gives it a bit more strength. And I don't know if there was such a clamour around Tiago, maybe Alisson would, maybe that have been quite like strong, but the saga around Bellingham has been the biggest story for the past six months. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, let, let's see, eh? But um, initial initial thoughts are one of um, pessimism, I suppose, at the moment. But um, with the transfer window, any, anything's possible. You see it all the time, don't you? You see it all the time. And even this, you're like, where, where'd this come from? So maybe there'll be another one of them. But at the moment, my guess would be that, that they're, 
generally just off it. They don't want to be putting that much money into one player just in case, you know, and they feel like, I don't know, whoever's going to be, um, or multiple, they can get two or three. That'd be a bit better, I suppose. See, I'm thinking that as a Liverpool fan. Um, I don't want to name any names in terms of players because people will think the opposite. They always do. But I would prefer three midfielders, personally. That could do more than enough for the team. All right, I'll go into it. Barella, um, Mount, um, Saicedo, which I don't think could happen. But three players for 130, 40 million plus, what they're asking for Jude, seems to make sense for me personally as a Liverpool fan because I love, don't get me wrong, I love Bellingham and I would love to see him in a Liverpool shirt. And if it happens, I'd be over the moon. However, the situation we're in as a club, defensively midfield, we're all over the place. So is that too much pressure to bring in to, to Jude if we do pay that fee and it's just there's no one else we can bring in because of that? I think, you know, if it was um, any other player or it hadn't dragged on as long, then, yeah, it could work out absolutely great. And you, as you say, I mean, it's, it makes more pragmatic sense to to get sort of, I don't know, three, seven, eight out of ten players than one sort of ten out of ten player. I, I see what you mean, but I suppose... The manner in which it's dragged out probably hasn't helped uh, FSG or the club. Um, the way it's just been so open, everyone talking about it, and that's why it's felt like such a blow. And I just yeah. think it's unique because the reports, myself included, were like saying how it's so like you know he Liverpool is going to be the one for Bellingham and that kind of thing. That's what the sounds were at the time, and even reporters uh, on the beat were, were saying the same thing. So, um, but I mean, it's good if you, if you're like not too uh, not too like bothered by it kind of thing. I still think it's a bit of a strange move, like in a PR sense from FSG. If it's them rather than Klopp, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, you know, free free over just Bellingham, I suppose, does make a lot of sense. Although I'd argue with Bellingham's age, the fact you can sort of build a team, make him the sort of new Gerard, I suppose, um, that could have a bit of a benefit than just bringing in sort of like three players, you know, they can just be, he can be the real centrepiece of the side. And the fact he's yeah. so young, he's not even 20 yet, but it blows my mind kind of thing, not even 20. Um, so th- there's arguments for both, I suppose, but you're saying you're not, you're not too cut up about it because like you could get a few in. I'm, I think I'm just saying that tongue in cheek more than anything. I am absolutely devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. No, yeah. So with, so if this doesn't happen, do you think, pers- well, where do you think he could go next? Because I sort of felt like it was hand in hand, Liverpool and Jude. So my only thought of it could be he extends his contract and maybe puts a release clause in, such as the way Haaland did. Yeah, I think that would probably be the most likely scenario. I think he's, and I think it's even been reported by Bill today, but he's not interested in just going to Chelsea or uh, Man City or uh, I remember the other one was like this clubs or PSG is that one yeah yeah just sort of like new money new money clubs I suppose he wants a club of prestige and given his age and that it seems like he's got his head screwed on um, so yeah in terms of what he does next I think it would sort of be open to what comes I mean Man United are there like um, you know they've, they've sort of thrown their hat in the ring and they're after a central midfielder as well so um, I mean I know you're not like Man United but they are prestigious and stuff aren't they so um but my general feeling would be that he stays another season and then maybe next year there could be something there. Because, yeah, you know, he's got the world of his feet. Dortmund looked like going to miss out on the Bundesliga, unfortunately. There's been a bit of a title charge. Um, maybe that can happen again. He wants to stay and get that Bundesliga title with them. I don't think he's, like, unhappy or was going to force a move or anything like that. He's desperate to move this year. I think he's going to uh, 
weigh up his options. And, you know, this mm. time next year, he's going to be 20 years old. It's not like he's like, his legs are going to go soon, you know. So um, my, my general feeling is probably he'll stay at Dortmund at this point for another season, yeah. Yeah, it feels quite... It's weird, isn't it? It's a strange move, the whole thing, because it's dragged on for so long. And you've had the likes of Henderson and Trent pretty much guarding him on international duty. It, it just feels bizarre that this has happened. Now, personally, FSG, it's it's a mixed bag with supporters. Obviously, they've done the right things in the past and they've done a, a huge amount of positive things for the club. But they also could be at a stage where the best manager of our generation, certainly my generation, could go away with min, like a minimum trophies for the club where he could have won more. Um, it does feel bizarre because I feel like the atmosphere around the stadium also within the fan base is quite mixed at the moment as well. So it, yeah. it just it just smells of poor publicity for me and, and I don't understand why now. Like a few games to go in the season, is it a case of kill it off before it gets to June, before everyone thinks he's going to actually sign? I, I just don't understand the time. I wonder if it's anything to do with the story of the bid being launched and stuff. And there were loads of rumblings about bid being launched and so maybe it was just a way to shoot it down. But you're right, you saw the game against Arsenal and that. And I'm not saying like Liverpool back to the best by any measure, but you had like the league's best team this season come to Anfield and, and um, Liverpool should have won that game. And then a few days after that, I think you're playing, I don't know if you're playing this weekend, but... Um, and then, you know, you know, it's a good springboard. You're not probably not going to get Champions League this season. It's a bit of a no mm. season, but, you know, you can still end the season on a relative high in conjunction of how it's gone so far. Um, so to put it out is pretty poor PR. I mean, with FSG as well, I mean, I don't know too much. I know they're quite polarising. I know there's things called like top reds and, and this kind of thing. Um, mm. Probably seems to me like a bit of both. Like, I don't think they're like... Um, like a Mike Ashley or anything like that. You've obviously won trophies with you and uh, I think they've developed the stadium. But I feel like maybe the frustration is because of Liverpool's size and prestige and, you know, the 80s and all this kind of thing that uh, maybe just need to, you know, maybe they just uh, the club, the club size is beyond their financial capabilities um, yeah. and they need maybe minority investment to get a bit of a boost. But I think they've certainly done good things, but also I can see how they've frustrated, you know, the, the rest of the laurels last summer. I think that's plain to see, isn't it? Um, and just didn't bring anyone to midfield. And you're playing James Milner in the Champions League uh, group, um, knockout stage against Real Madrid. And it's like, that it shouldn't be that way at all. Um, there's still positives, I say. I think Gapco, Nunes and Salah, when they play as a trio up front, I think that, I mean, look against Man United. Like, there's something in that. There's some, It's just, and the defence, I know Van Dijk's been off recently and Trent's defensive contribution has been a bit iffy. But then maybe that's just because of the midfield just being so yeah. off that it has impact on in the on the back four there. So this needs to get the window right. They need to um, make sure you know because they said significant investment in the summer. So you know get the free players you mentioned, or obviously I don't know if Bellingham will come. It doesn't seem that way at the moment, and uh, maybe there could be a bit of a better uh, next season because people forget how well we did the season before. Like you know yeah. two games off for quadruple, like that's phenomenal considering the financial might of, you know, Chelsea, Man City and stuff, and even Man United to an extent. Um, so, you know, there are positives, but equally, yeah, it's been a frustrating season. I appreciate I'm very white at the moment. I'm trying to, <laughs> I don't know how I can rectify it. But it's like, it's all right. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> so is there any other, obviously, other than the names I've mentioned, is there any other midfielders that Liverpool are linked with? Now, I know there's a, a couple in the Bundesliga that maybe a, maybe a story, it might just be something or nothing. Um, who the, the Kone is he one? You've mentioned yeah. 
Kone's been, I think he's appreciated by a lot of clubs. He's appreciated by a lot of clubs uh, at the moment. Um, I don't know if they, there's, there's more expectancy like Turan would go uh, mm-hmm. at Nice. That, that's a sound from France that he's he's won. And I've reported as well, like Liverpool did have initial discussions with him, but I haven't heard anything else but saying that there have been reports now in France about like Turan um, and Liverpool liking him, but I don't know if that's like from his agent or, or what. Um, but yeah, Kone... Um, He's still quite raw, apparently. Um, Gladbach have had a bit of a dip in form like over the... I don't know if they're a bit better now, but certainly midway through the season. And uh, he's, there's still a lot to go for him. I don't think he'd be one that can come and like fit straight in. Um, yeah. And he'd be 40 million. So I'd rather go for Turam and stuff. I mean, there are plenty of options out there. And I think the, the foreign markets were the way to go because... You know, the names now, like in the Premier League, every name is about, you know, Evan Ferguson. It's like, I only heard of him like a month ago and he's 100 million now, you know. And so, um, and McAllister's there as well and stuff, you know, and that's going to be like 50 million and stuff. So um, there's so many options out there. But in terms of links, like, um, no, I've sort of remained out. I mean, I, I think I reported about uh, Lavia at, uh, at Southampton and stuff. Yeah. But I think um, I was getting a lot, like, because I was reporting a lot of names. And uh, people were like, well, you're just throwing loads of names. So I was just like, do you know what? I actually just rather not. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I mean, it's just because, and I get it, because if you see so many names and it's a bit, you know, um, it's a bit too much and stuff. So I've sort of put my foot off the gas in terms of like Liverpool stuff, really, because you just get aggro a little bit, don't you? Which, yeah. You well, yeah. It's like that being a fan, never mind a reporter. So, <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah. Do you know, um, so, I think we've been linked with Paul Mitchell now. I don't know whether that has cooled off as a sporting director, next sporting director, but is there any news on a sporting director coming in? I heard about um well I'll start with I'll start with Paul Mitchell. Yeah, so we heard that the, there were sort of discussions there and there was a line between him and Anfield. It was relatively tentative. And then um we sort of run up the flagpole with someone else and they said, No, Klopp is not a fan of him. Mm-hmm. And then it was reported by a publication who immediately shot it down and stuff i think he he's found his because he at monaco was uh he was going at the end of the season at uh, end of the summer rather and he was sourcing his own replacement and he's found his replacement now but it's a bizarre time to leave anyway but he's leaving at the end of the summer um but i don't know where he'd go and it, but we heard something about maybe dave fallows taking up the role but not necessarily as a sporting director and then also i don't know if you've seen about like Julian uh, Wards and like Ajax have employed someone else now and he's mm. still around. So I don't know, like our impression, it was, it will be something internal. Um, but I don't know. There could be another name to come into it and to be something that just sort of comes in, you know, Liverpool have done Gapco before where it's just like, no one saw that coming. And so they mm. are capable of that. Um, but no, 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 nothing uh, more than what we heard sort of a month or so ago, but I don't think Paul Mitchell will be coming unless because no. Klopp doesn't for whatever reason, I don't know doesn't like him or like doesn't want him there. I don't yeah. know if he doesn't like him, but he doesn't, <laughs> he's not a fan of working tandem with him, I suppose. So what do you think the situation is with the likes of Julian Ward and um, the previous sporting director before Julian Ward, Michael Edwards? Why do you think they're just, there's a revolving door at the moment? Because I'm hearing stories such as Klopp wants the final say on transfers now. So it's totally changed the way we do things. So to bring another one in, it's got to be on Klopp's terms if that's the case, surely. Could could be that. I mean, again, it's not something I've heard, but I think on the outside looking in on that front, then, you know, Michael Edwards 
had did a really good job there. And then Julian Ward's leaving after just sort of, I think he's like three, four months into it and yeah. he, he needs to be out the door as well. And so, you know, it could be something like, you know, Klopp wants a bit more of a hand on things. There's a lot we don't know, I suppose, isn't it? I mean, even what reporters put out, is like 10% of like what actually goes on. There's so much stuff. Um, so, yeah, like I think, you know, it could just be that someone, uh, Klopp wants someone who's a little bit more like on his level or it could be just Dave Fallows and as, as uh, being bumped up and stuff. Um, and then, you know, Ward's not going to Ajax. So it could just be that now. Uh, maybe he does stay and there's an agreement there or something. Um, fundamentally, he just wants someone who can get it right. And I think traditionally, yeah. Liverpool got a good record when it comes to transfers, traditionally under Klopp. Whatever's been going, whoever's been there has been pretty good. People mentioned Naby Keita, but... Okay, it was it didn't work out, but it was more injuries than anything. I feel like that yeah. could, maybe if he had some consistency behind him, but then that could have been a bit better. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not really sure what they do in terms of that. I think all it, all that matters really is just getting the right players in for whatever Klopp. I don't know if he's going to rejig the system or something like that. I'm not sure. There's loads of like unanswered questions, isn't there? Really, but um, there is. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on at Liverpool at the moment. It's been a bit of a havoc season. I guess it wasn't really like. When you finish like last season, were you thinking it'd be like this in any sense? Like, no. When I was still in Paris, the last thing I thought was I'd be having this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you thought, yeah, Champions League final, League Cup in the bag, FA Cup, Man City won the title. Um, you know, and it's just you're at this now where it's not even Champions League's feasible. So, something's gone terribly wrong. Uh, something really has. Like, hopefully, that there's a sack on it and something's yeah. sorted, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, it's a big few months. It's a big few months. Um, okay, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate your honesty as well on certain things that I've asked you. So I'm hoping this clears things up for people. So, yeah, hopefully catch you soon and keep the good news and keep the good work coming. Thank you very much, Tom. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast and thank you to our amazing guests. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to follow us on social media, twitter.com forward slash the road end pod and on instagram instagram slash the road end pod 